Fedorita, Nikita Korov, the Russian Nightmare, and you are listening to Wrestling for the Faith with Casey Cage. Stay tuned, or I come after you, Fedorita. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Wrestling for the Faith. I am Casey Cage, and we thank you for joining us this week. Uh, today is a special Q&A episode, questions and answers. Um, we've had a, a several questions come in, but I'm going to focus on uh, a few of them here today, and hopefully uh, by the leadership of the Holy Spirit and looking into the Word of God, I'll be able to help you guys out and, uh, and uh, help uh, give a better understanding of some of these questions. Uh, this Q&A uh, thing is something that I enjoy doing from time to time. So, uh, you know, you can follow me on social media and uh, Facebook and Twitter at Real Casey Cage. Uh, that's where the fan page, the Wrestling for the Faith page is. And, uh, you know, you can tweet me your questions on Twitter. And, uh, you know, anytime that you have a question... Uh, feel free to send them in. You can also email them to wrestlingforthefaith at gmail.com. Uh, but, you know, periodically uh, we'll answer some questions here on the podcast. And uh, so feel free to, whether we've got a guest uh, coming on or not, feel free to send your questions at any time and uh, and we will try to get to them. And, and like I said, um I'm only going to focus on a few here today, uh, but if I did not get to your question today, then uh, then keep listening, and, and hopefully uh, I'll be able to get to it on a future episode. Uh, this week is a special week for me. Um, May 6th, which was yesterday, I celebrated my ninth birthday. <laughs> okay, actually, I'm a little older than that uh, in, in, in earthly physical years. But, uh, my spiritual birthday is May 6th, 2012. That was when I was born again. That was when I surrendered my life to Jesus Christ and, uh, my life, my family's life, uh, my whole world has been completely, uh, radically transformed from that point on. And, uh, you know, I just look back over the years and I'm I'm so grateful for who the Lord has made me into. Um, the transforming power of the blood of Jesus is just so amazing. Uh, there's so many out there who knew who I used to be. And many of them who have not seen me in years and, and maybe don't uh, keep up with me on social media and whatnot. Um, you know, maybe they they don't have a clue um, who I am today. But but you ask anybody who who is close to me and who knew me uh, before May six two thousand twelve, and they can tell you that you know I am a completely different person today. Um, the blood of Jesus still works. Uh, the blood of Jesus still saves, heals, delivers and sets us free from the bondage and the penalty of sin. Thank you, Lord. Um, you know, my life, I, I, I always like to say that, you know, 
my testimony is proof that dreams do come true, but without God as your number one focus, those dreams can quickly turn to nightmares. And, uh, you know, if you've listened to my testimony, um, you can definitely tell how I got off track and was focused on myself. And, uh, and that really, really, uh, really took me down a path, uh, that I wish I wouldn't have taken. But also, as I've said before, um, I'm, I wouldn't be who I am today without the path that I had taken. Uh, I, I wish I would have done a lot of things differently, but God used everything that the devil meant for evil, and he turned it and used it for good. So I praise him for that, and I'm, I'm thankful for you know nine years of a life surrendered to Jesus and a new creation life and just growing day by day more and more in the Word of God more and more in the grace and the knowledge of the Lord Jesus um, so we're going to uh, we're going to jump right into our first question here today says can you discuss the rapture now the rapture uh, is the doctrine or the belief that uh, that Jesus will return and that he will uh, he will take the saints um, with him that he will that he will uh, you know someday we will disappear from this earth Jesus will will return and uh, and we will be taken away um, and that comes from one of the most notable places first Thessalonians chapter 4 beginning at verse 13 says but I do not want you to be ignorant brethren concerning those who have fallen asleep lest you sorrow as others who have no hope for if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep. Now he's talking, uh, when he's referring to those who are asleep, he's referring to those who have died um, before the return of Jesus. Verse 16, he says, For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and thus we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. So, I guess number one, uh, do you believe in a rapture? Yes, I believe in the rapture. I, I do believe in the, the physical return of Jesus Christ. Now, there are a couple 
of, uh, well, there's a few different views. There are some who don't believe uh, in a return of Jesus, period. Uh, there, there are some in Christian circles who, who believe in a pre-trib rapture. Uh, that's the tribulation period, pre-tribulation, a mid-tribulation uh, rapture, or a, uh, a post-after-tribulation rapture. Uh, so it's just different in some of the circles. Um, I've studied into it a little bit. I was raised on the, uh, on the idea that Jesus will be coming back uh, and taking the body of Christ out of here before the Great Tribulation period. And the Great Tribulation period also referred to in Scripture as the time of Jacob's woe. This is the time uh, where, where things uh, will, be, will be getting so bad when the Antichrist comes and he will be, uh, you know, for the first three and a half years, he will be a man of peace and he will be trying to bring everybody together and he will have uh, Israel uh, fooled into following him and then at the midpoint of that great tribulation period he will turn on them he will betray Israel uh, during this time of pressing and, and this time of, of uh, uh, heartache and, and, and pain uh, spiritually, mentally and physically uh, for, for Israel and for the whole for the whole world for that matter but but especially for Israel uh, there will be uh, many many Jews who come to Jesus and accept him as the Messiah um, so I was raised on the idea that the rapture was going to take place before any of this great tribulation period happens um, the other strong one, some believe that, uh, it, you know, Jesus will return at the midpoint of the Great Tribulation. Um, but I would say the other strongest point is, uh, is that Jesus will not return until uh, the end of the Great Tribulation. And even the body of Christ will go through the tribulation period. Uh, I have read into the scriptures. Uh, there's both strong for for the pre-trib and the post-trib. There's there's both uh, strong evidence for both, depending on the way that you look at the scripture, the way you interpret the scripture. Um, one thing that I'm always I always try to be clear on. Uh, yes, I believe in a rapture. Um, and I lean toward a pre-tribulation rapture, and, and I'll tell you uh, one of the main reasons here in just a second. Uh, but this is a doctrine that is important, but it's not something that we should split on. It's not something that if, if someone teaches, uh, you know, differently than you on this subject, uh, you know, that they're preaching false doctrine and, and they should be labeled a, uh, uh, a hypocrite or, or a, you know, uh, a heretic or something of that nature. Uh, this is not a doctrine that, that the church should split on. Uh, some have different views, and as long as the basics of the doctrine 
uh, and the foundation of the doctrine is Jesus Christ and him crucified and your faith being anchored in his finished work for your salvation and uh, for him to make you a new creation and, and transform your life, then that is the basics of the gospel. And, and this rapture doctrine, uh, as long as people believe that Jesus will return, uh, there's, there's no reason to split over this. A lot, of, uh, a lot of denominations, a lot of people in the body of Christ, they want to split over doctrines like this. And, and, and that's, that should not be happening. That should not be the case. Um, because uh, it is important, but it is, not, it is not something that we should fight over or split over. This is one of those doctrines uh, that it's okay uh, to disagree uh, and move on. You know, um, like I said, as long as it as long as it does not affect the fundamentals of uh, of Jesus and who He is and what He has done for us, then then it should not be an area where we, as the body of Christ, split and uh, and fight over. Uh, now, the one reason, um, one main reason that I lean toward a pre-tribulation rapture, that is uh, Jesus uh, coming back uh, before the, the great tribulation period, is this verse over in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 7. It says, for the mystery of lawlessness is already at work, and he who now restrains will do so until he is taken out of the way. Okay, so sin is already at work, but this, this verse here talks about a restrainer, talks about something uh, standing in the way of of the Antichrist being revealed and and this whole uh, end time uh, uh, great tribulation period fully uh, going into effect. Now, I have heard throughout my lifetime, okay, that this restrainer is the Holy Spirit, uh, and and when when uh, when the great tribulation period happens or when the, the church is raptured out, that the Holy Spirit is going to leave the earth and and that is the great restrainer and that's when everything's going to go chaotic and and everything's going to, to become, uh, you know, terrible tribulation. I do not agree with that uh, because the Holy Spirit has always been here. The Holy Spirit is God. And so you can't take God out of the world. Uh, so this restrainer cannot be the Holy Spirit. We also know, uh, as I was just talking about a minute ago with the Jews, and there will, there will uh, most likely be others around the world who come to Jesus during this great tribulation period. Therefore, uh, if you understand Scripture, the Bible says, you know, that it's the Holy Spirit who draws us to Jesus. 
So without, uh, without the Holy Spirit uh, here and active, um, then how will anyone be born again during the Great Tribulation period? They can't because it's the Holy Spirit that draws us to Jesus. It's the Holy Spirit who convicts our hearts and, 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 and shows us that we are sinners and, and we are in need of a Savior. Uh, therefore, this restrainer cannot be uh, the Holy Spirit. Now, the other, um, the other idea is this restrainer is the church or the body of Christ. All of those, uh, not just one physical church, but the whole body of Christ across uh, this, this world, uh, you know, everyone who is truly born again, and following Jesus, um, that's the other idea that this restrainer is the body of Christ. And when the body of Christ is taken out, then uh, lawlessness will abound and, and this great tribulation period will, will be kicked into full effect. And that's the, that's the side that I lean on. I lean on uh, because if you think about it, you know, even though things around us right now are pretty bad, uh, you know, you just, you see so much sin and, and sickness and disease and all these things going on in the world. And, and when we look around, we would say, man, it, this stuff is bad. And, and it is, uh, but it's going to be much worse during this great tribulation period. And right now we have Christians who are standing in the gap it would it would it would blow our minds uh, to know the spiritual battle that is going on uh, in the spiritual realm that we never see it would just completely blow our minds um, and we have forces of evil coming against the forces uh, of God and and there's this constant battle, um, and there are Christians who are standing in the gap, who are praying against evil, who are who are standing up against evil, who are preaching the truth of God's word and and sharing uh, the gospel of Jesus with the people around them, and. Even though things may look bad right now, and, and there, are, there are things that are bad in this world, and, and it seems like sin gets worse and worse and more dominant every day in this world, but imagine if all of the Christians in this whole entire world were pulled out. Imagine a time, <clears throat> imagine a time in this world where there are no followers of Jesus, no people praying against evil, no people praying against sin, ruling and reigning uh, over every area of this world. Just imagine uh, the chaos that would be, that would be happening if, if there are no believers who are standing for righteousness and truth. So in my 
in my opinion, and like I said, this is not something that the church should ever split or argue over, uh, but I lean more toward uh, the pre-tribulation rapture. I may be wrong. Uh, one day we'll find out. Uh, like I've always said, there's no need to argue over this. I believe Jesus is coming back, and the main gist of this thing is uh, we all just need to be ready. We need to make sure uh, that we know Jesus uh, and that we are following him and, uh, and moving in his direction. So just be ready. That's, that's the main thing that we need to, uh, to grab a hold of, whether you want to believe pre-trib, mid-trib, post-trib. Um, just be ready at all times because we never, we never truly know. All right. So our next question, will we know our family in heaven? Now that's a that's a very good question. And uh and I'm going to first turn over to Matthew chapter 22. Um Jesus discusses this a little bit and this is a question that's often asked uh when people are asking about knowing their family in heaven. Um, let's see, Matthew chapter 22, we will begin at verse 23. Uh, the Bible says, The same day the Sadducees, who say there is no resurrection, came to him and asked him, saying, Teacher, Moses said that if a man dies having no children, his brother shall marry his wife and raise up offspring for his brother. Now there were with us seven brothers. The first died after he had married, and having no offspring, left his wife to his brother. Likewise, the second also, and the third even to the seventh. Last of all, the woman died also. Therefore, in the resurrection, whose wife of the seven will she be? For they all had her. Okay. Let's stop there for just a second. The Sadducees, they're trying to trip Jesus up uh, and, and ask him a trick question, if you will. Uh, they are presenting the idea that a, um, a man who has seven brothers um, is, marries a woman and then he dies before having children. And then his brother comes and marries her and he dies before having children. And then the next brother comes and marries her and he dies before having children and so on and so on. And then they ask, you know, whose wife will she be uh, in the resurrection? And in verse 29, Jesus answered and said to them, you are mistaken, not knowing the scriptures nor the power of God. For in the resurrection... They will neither marry nor are given in marriage, but are like angels of God in heaven. So that tells us that we will not be married. 
and I know that that saddens some. Um, and, you know, just to think about it in your natural uh, human mind, um, you know, especially if you're like me and you're happily married and, and you've got a wonderful family um, that you enjoy spending every day with, um, you know, maybe it's not pleasant to, to think of it uh, in that way, but we also have to understand that I believe that our emotions and our, um, the way we think will be different when we are in heaven. Uh, when we have our glorified body that has no more sin, no more sickness, disease, uh, no more problems, I just believe that we will we will have different emotions when it comes to this stuff. Uh, another verse that I'll jump over to is in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. And it's uh, verse 12. It says, For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I shall know just as I am known. And Paul here is talking about when that which is perfect is come. When, when perfection comes, therefore uh, Jesus has has returned and and we are in the presence of the Lord forever we're in our glorified body then um, then we will know so he's saying right now as humans we only know a little bit we only see things uh, partially we only understand things partially but when we are face to face with Jesus when we're in our glorified body, uh, we will have a perfect understanding. Uh, now, I also believe that this verse alludes to the fact that we will know people uh, in heaven who we knew on this earth uh, during our, our earthly life. Uh, I do believe that we will know people, but I believe uh, that from what I understand in Scripture that our relationship with them will be different um, and like I said if you if you think about that in a negative sense and you're like oh well you know I I'm I'm with Jesus but I'm not I don't have my husband or my wife or my kids anymore it's um, you know I don't think that you should think about it that way I think that you should understand that we will, we will be different. Our mindset will be different. Um, here on this earth, we need companionship. Um, but when, when we are in the presence of Jesus Christ, He's our focus, and 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 we we won't be needing. For anything Jesus uh, Jesus is what we will desire and you know there's so much about heaven that that you know just by the scriptures 
you know, it tells us how, how nice and, and beautiful it'll be. And, and just the thought of the glorified body and, and no, you know, having no sin in us, which means no sickness, no disease, no pain, no heartache. No, you know, I, I believe uh, that it will be totally amazing. Uh, but other than just what the scripture tells us, um, it's just speculation. We don't, we don't know for sure. Uh, but I do know that God is good. And whatever he has planned for us is going to be amazing. So, uh, so just keep following him and keep pursuing him and, uh, and just know that no matter how it turns out, um, it's going to be good. So, all right, I've got one final question to get to, uh, but first let's take a quick break and uh, I'll answer it right here on the other side. All right, let's go with our final question for today. Um, it says, Casey, on the episode where you shared your testimony, you talked about the guy you beat up and that you've never talked to him afterward. Have you ever hoped God would give you the chance to apologize or let him see the part he played in bringing you to Christ? Now, this question is referring to episode nine. You can go back and listen to it. Uh, I share a little bit about my career and, and my my testimony and coming to Jesus and, and everything. Um, so I'm not going to go into great detail uh, on what this question is talking about, but uh, the night before I gave my life to Jesus, um, I was in the ring, and and I had uh, I got a little wild on a guy, and uh, and I hurt him pretty bad, and. So after that, I've never, never been able to talk to this guy again. I've never seen him, never heard from him, never heard anyone mention his name. Uh, don't know what happened to him. Um, I know that he, he went to the hospital and then apparently got out. But other than that, um, I don't know anything. And that's been, you know, like I was talking about at the beginning of the episode, um, you know, this week marks nine years um, since I surrendered my life to Jesus. And so nine years I've never heard from or seen or, or talked to this guy. Um, but yes, I would love the opportunity to, uh, to see him and to apologize and you know, let him know how sorry I am. I know that I know that words um, and just simple apologies don't don't take back um, what actually happened, um, and it it don't it don't take away the pain uh, that he actually went through. Um, but I would like. To have the opportunity to apologize um, 
and I would most of all like to have the opportunity to let him see the new Casey um, and know the new Casey and yeah know that that even though uh, it was a very odd circumstance that uh, that he had a major role in me coming to Jesus um, and like I said that that instance was um, I'd roughed people up before and it never bothered me um, but this one and and I can look back now and I can see exactly what it was um, as I talked about a little bit in episode uh, 9 my love my passion um, was wrestling wrestling had become my God and you know the, the Bible talks about idolatry and a lot of people um, just believe that idolatry is worshiping another God like a, a Buddha or uh, Allah or you know something Dagon or uh, you know whatever uh, you know worshiping another religion's God but but truly idolatry can be anything that you put above God in your life um, it can even be your ministry it can be your family uh, whatever is above God in your life can be your idol and it can become your God and at that time professional wrestling um, had become my God it was what I lived for um, it was constantly on my mind it was it was constantly in my conversation um, and I selfishly uh, was pursuing it above anything else and I'm not saying that if you have a desire to be um, if you have a desire to make it uh, whether it be wrestling or any other career uh, that you you know don't have to have passion for it and that you don't have to put in effort uh, no you have to have a lot of passion uh, you have to have a lot of effort uh, in whatever career or goal that you are trying to accomplish but um, never allow anything to become a higher priority than Jesus um, and that's exactly what I had done at that time and God took what I loved and what I was passionate about and what had become my God and he used it maybe you would say he used it against me uh, but honestly I believe he used it for me because what happened that night and then the following day uh, when I woke up with the overwhelming conviction of the Holy Spirit um, 
It was for me. God got my attention. And sometimes we go through things in life and the Holy Spirit is tugging at us and tugging at us and tugging at us and convicting us and 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 showing us uh, where you know we're wrong where you know hey you're better than that you don't have to go down that path you don't have to be doing what you're doing uh, this is wrong that is wrong you know we feel that that tug from God a lot of times and we just ignore and ignore and ignore and ignore and you know a lot of people who portray uh, Jesus as just this twisted view of love and you know their view of love is oh you know he will never allow anything to hurt you or he will never allow anything to uh to uh, rise up against you. Um, that's the world's view of love. God's view of love is, you know, as he talks about in, in Hebrews and several other places where he talks about disciplining, um, he talks, you know, Proverbs several times about disciplining children. And then, you know, Hebrews, he's talking about um, God disciplines those who he loves. And it says that if you do not feel, uh, if you're not disciplined by God, then then you're not a son or daughter of God. Uh, when you're truly born again, the Holy Spirit lets you know uh, when you're doing something wrong or when you're going down a wrong path. And if you don't feel that, then then something's wrong. And, and truly, you're not, you're not born again. Um, but even for those who are not born again, uh, during that time, the Lord can be really working on you and convicting you and trying to draw you to him, but you continue to refuse and refuse and refuse. And he does something. Sometimes it, it's not too bad, and, and sometimes it's, it's very drastic. Uh, to get your attention. But God loves you enough to get your attention. He loves you enough to do whatever it takes to try without forcing your will, but to try to get you to turn to Him. And so, in this instance, this is, this is what, it's exactly what happened. Um, God used wrestling and used this situation to be a huge burden on my heart and to have me turn and surrender my life to Jesus. And so, yes, I would... I would love for this guy to know, um, and I don't know where he is with the Lord. I don't know if he's a believer or not. Um, 
but I would love for him to know that uh, even though it caused him some pain and suffering, and I, I do hate that, um, God took what the devil meant for evil and he turned it for good. And he used it um, to save my soul and, and radically transform my life. And um, it's it's just pretty amazing what God can do. And but yeah, um, I would love to apologize to this guy, and I would love to share Jesus with him, and let him know um, what the Lord what the Lord did in my life, and and how He had a major role in it. So. All right, that is our final question for today. Like I said uh, at the beginning of the episode, uh, follow me on social media, Facebook and Twitter. Um, you can always email us uh, at wrestlingforthefaith at gmail.com anytime you have a question. Even if we're not doing a Q&A episode, feel free to send it and we will try our best to get to it. Uh, on a future episode uh, you can tweet me your questions uh, on Twitter at Real Casey Cage and also on Facebook at Real Casey Cage uh, so just uh, I hope that today's episode has been edifying I hope that it uh, builds you up that it, that you have learned something and uh, and and that the Lord uh, uses something that's been said today to bless you or to get you to thinking or or however he uses it i just hope uh, that he uses it to benefit you and to bless you so guys with that said thank you so much for being with us today on wrestling for the faith god bless you have a wonderful day Thanks for listening to Wrestling for the Faith with Casey Cage. Sponsorship opportunities are available. Contact us at wrestlingforthefaith at gmail.com for more information.